Greetings, folks, and welcome to Good News for the City, the radio broadcast ministry partnership between WABA Radio and One Heart DC, right here on Life Changing Talk Radio, 105.1 FM, WABA. My name is Dennis Williams. I'm director of ministry for WABA Radio, and I want to welcome you to today's broadcast. Folks, I'm pretty convinced that most of us have felt these words that the psalmist penned so long ago. I am overwhelmed with troubles. And my life draws near to death. Mm. Addiction is devastating. Our guests today know it because they lived it for 25 years. And now they are helping others find freedom and joy through God's abundant grace. And the ministries that they have, just as I am ministries, provides resources and other things to help addicts. By the way, their radio ministry, Freedom to Choose, airs every Saturday at 4.30 p.m. right here on 105.1 FM, WAVA, and it brings hope and encouragement to folks right here in the D.C. area. And again, you know the drill to get us going today, to get us started, to introduce our guests for today is my good friend, my co-host of Good News for the City, Pastor Brian Bale, Senior Pastor of Christian Fellowship Church in Aspen, Virginia. Hey, brother, God bless you, man. Good to see you. As always, good to be here, good to connect, and good to talk about the most important thing in the world, the good news of the gospel. Amen. Amen. There's probably no one that hasn't been impacted at some way and in some form by addiction of some sort. Listeners who've listened to our show over the years know that that's true about my life. That's true about your life. And it's true about so many people's lives as well. Addiction is such a powerful thing. And in fact, many times addiction can try to fake and become our identity. But truly, the only place that we get life from, the truly the only place we get true identity from, is from Jesus Christ and the good news that he brings. And our guests today um, are, are, are people who are being willing to share their journey and help others as they're seeking to find the freedom that comes in Jesus Christ in that way. And so who we have with us today in studio, we have Rich and Susan Collenberg. And, and I... I they start their bio. I just have to say this, Dennis, you know this, we've read hundreds of bios over the years, right? I, I've never had one that just starts this bluntly. And so I, I want you to hear this. In the bio, it says this, Rich and Susan, we are recovering drug addicts. They, they lay it out there right there at the beginning for all of us to understand where they're coming from. But more importantly, now we're going to talk about where God has taken them right? They're both on drugs for 25 years, but now they are clean and sober now for over 25 years themselves. And God has blessed them with a radio ministry. You mentioned right here in WAVA on Saturday and a prison ministry now. And I have to tell you this, Dennis, when I do the math, 25 and 25 adds up to 50. (laughs) (laughs) Are you you kidding me? (laughs) It does. Last time I checked. Wow. Wow. Which leads me to this next question. Rich and Susan, thanks for being on the show. Let's just start there. People doing the math. Uh, You know, Dennis and I always joke that it's good that we're on radio. No one wants to see our faces. But seeing your faces, you you don't look much past that 50 range to me. So I'm not trying to age you out by this question. (laughs) But I realize people can do the math. When, uh, Susan, we'll start with you. When did you become first engaged with using drugs as, as something in your life? I started when I was 10 years old mm-hmm. and I know that's wow. a, a, a young, tough number to, to realize, but I was sexually molested over several years when I was younger mm-hmm. and um, I just needed an escape. 
I yeah. couldn't stand who I was because of what had happened to me. And so I was looking for sure. something to take me away. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, first off, thank you for even the vulnerability in sharing that, because I know a lot of our listeners, as we on the show have talked about sexual abuse before, a lot of our listeners very much know that pain that comes from that. And they also know whether it's drugs or something else, the necessity of dealing with that pain. And so many of us have made choices in our lives in dealing with the pain that don't fulfill the way Jesus can uh, in that way. And and clearly drugs is, you know, one of those choices that many people make. Now, Rich, your story begins a little bit later in life. How about you? How did it start for you? Well, um, you know, I kind of woke up at age 41 wondering what happened. And, and that's when I got clean and sober, but well, I graduated from high school class valedictorian and and waking up at age 41 homeless and a drug addict wasn't in my graduation speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was this, just a series of seemingly insignificant small choices that led me to a life that I uh, couldn't have imagined uh, how far out there I had gotten and how I totally lost control and the power to choose anymore. I'd given myself over to the enemy over to, you know, I don't have a drug problem. I have a sober problem. Mm. I can't live inside my own skin sober without Mm. God. And so my, my life was, was without God and I got farther and farther out. Um, But yeah, it just started off by riding around drinking, you know? And so that's interesting because Rich said um, he had a life without God. And see, I, I had been brought up knowing God. And so I, I was like, God, how can you allow this to happen to me? Mm -hmm. What kind of a God would allow a four and a five-year-old girl to be sexually molested year after year after year without intervening? So Mm -hmm. my picture of God was, um, you know, I believed in him, but I couldn't understand. Couldn't reconcile. Right. Why wouldn't he do something? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you know that I'm so glad that you brought that up because that is a a concept that's really hard to get our minds around. And that comes up every time we talk about, uh, pain and difficulty, especially of that sort on this show about how do we reconcile what scripture reveals to us as someone who loved us enough to die for us. Yet we still have these sinful, horrible, difficult things that happen in our life. And so, you know, eventually God gets into our life and begins to reveal and heal little by little. And, and that isn't the, the main focus of the show but today, but I'm so glad that you brought that up because not recognizing that would, would, would take away some of the power of the rest of your story. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, you're on differing but same paths at the same time when it comes yeah. to addiction and that sort of stuff. But at some point those differing but same paths had to come to an intersection where, you know, it's Susan meet Rich, Rich meet Susan. How did that occur? (laughs) Yeah, we, uh, we were drug users and we connected in our drug use and we had one goal and that was to get and use drugs. Mm -hmm. And so we got along quite well in our, in our drug Mm -hmm. use. Um, And that went on for about 10 years. Yeah, that went on for about 10 years. And 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 then I was arrested over and over and over again and put in jail. And um, so Rich was never arrested, but I was. And so that's when um, God intervened in a very powerful way through a woman who prayed with me. And from that time on, I've never had the obsession to use drugs. Wow. 
And so when I got out of jail, I knew that, or as in jail, I knew everything had to change. And that included who I was around. And, and so I told Rich that, you know, it was over that I wasn't going to be able to see him anymore. And yeah, I showed up at her house and she told me, get out of here or I'm going to call the law. <laughs> I was also yeah. ankle bracing still. So it's, you know, it, was, it was, it was more than him just showing up. It was about my freedom as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's when I, you know, I went home. If I had a home, I, I lived in a, a, a one room shack with a dirt floor with the chemicals to cook methamphetamine buried under my sleeping bag. And I was just laying face down, screaming at the top of my lungs for God to help me because I had realized at that point that everything I'd done in my life was wrong. Mm. And um, it, it you, you get this sense. Uh, I, I can't quite describe the sense. It's almost like you're at the dentist and you've got this heavy lead weight thing that they put on you when you're going to x-ray you and you, you yes. kind of forget about that. And then all of a sudden the dentist comes or the assistant comes and they pull that off and you realize the weight you were under. And it was like, Rich, everything's going to be all right. It's going to be simple. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be simple, not easy. And I just kept remembering that, that 41 years your way, Rich, has not worked. Now it's time. Your best thinking got you 25 years of drug addiction, your best thinking. So so it's time to try it my way. You've tried every other way. You've tried drugs. You've tried women. You've tried this. You've tried. And it kind of like, wow, everything I did was wrong. Mm. And so, Mm. like I say, it's like getting that lead thing lifted off. And you you didn't know, you didn't realize the weight you were under. And it was like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's going to be all right. I don't know how I'm scared to death because I've never lived clean and sober. So I, I, you know, as, as a full grown man, but wow. And so that's how kind of how it happened. Wow. Wow, wow. Yeah. I love what you're expressing to the story because I think there would be this natural tension that when you've gone through what you've gone through, uh, when you've made choices and by the way, every single person who's listening to this show right now, including myself, including Dennis, We've all made destructive choices, right? They, they may show up differently than drugs, but we've made destructive choices. And yes. making destructive choices that we've made can often, especially if they hurt our lives or harm other people's lives, can often make us afraid of engaging God. That God has just been waiting for that moment when we come to him and talk about our destructive choices and want to get it right instead of loving us like a good father. And, you know, much like the prodigal son is brought back into the fold, he's, you know, he's out there with the metaphorical big stick now trying to shame you even more and tell you how bad of a person that you already know that you are and what you've done. I love how you're expressing the fact that when you engage God, even right there in that one bedroom with dirt floor with methamphetamine buried under your sleeping bag, he still met you and there was nothing to be afraid of. Yeah, man. yeah it, it, it like, like I said, and I wish I could describe the feeling better uh, because it was the sense of everything is going to be all right. Just trust me. You've trusted everything else in the world. Just trust me, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, it, it, like I say, I wish there was some way I could describe the feeling better um, because, you know, I've tried for the last 25 years to, to describe it better. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, something changes and you can't, you don't really understand. And that's the work of the Holy Spirit. 
I wish that, Brian, let me just interject right here, man. I just wish right now, right now in this instant, I wish that our listeners that are listening to all this could see what we see. Because if you think God ain't God, let me tell you something, man. These two beautiful, amazing people who have the joy of the Lord in their lives, listen to what they've described and then to see the joy now, have mercy and praise God. Yeah, and God's used you in just a moment. We're going to talk about how your ministry began and some of the resources that you offer. But, you know, over your time in the ministry, I'm sure that you've met many people who find themselves in a place where they have run from God, they run from God, they run from God, and, and you know, they, they're, they've stopped running. What are some of the reasons that you maybe personally and certainly uh, as you've experienced and tried to walk and help with others that you find that people say, I'm just going to run from God, whether it's running into an addiction or running somewhere else? Uh, we were actually kind of talking about that in a different sense this morning when mm-hmm. we were we were doing our devotion. And for Susan and I, we had finally run out of lies. Mm-hmm. And there's going to come a time in someone's life when they run out of lies because we lie to ourselves. And finally, eventually, you you run out of them. And and I think that the enemy has a lot of lies. Um, that he uses against us. And I think, you know, when the Bible says that when you know the truth, the truth shall shall set you free. It's the truth and understanding that God desires a complete restoration in our lives. He says, the consequences of your choices have given you the the penalty, right? Mm -hmm. Or the you know, you've received your penalty. I want to give you the gift of life, Mm. not the gift of death. I want to restore you from, from the inside out. And so when, when people, especially addicts who are using, understand that they can have true freedom in God and in front of God and can stand in front of him in all of his glory, that, that that's the truth that sets us free. You know, know, God, uh, for me, God kind of said, you know, I'm not here to get you in trouble, Rich. You're already in trouble. I'm here to get you out. <laughs> you know, it's good. like a guy That's going, good. it's like a guy going to, uh, down the freeway, 90 miles an hour with the wheel up on his motorcycle and a cop behind him. The cop is not trying to get him in trouble. He's trying to get him pulled over just long enough so the guy doesn't kill himself. Sure. And if we could understand that that's, God is not the cop in the rearview mirror trying to get us in trouble. We're already yeah. in trouble. He's trying yeah. to pull us over. Yeah. And so that's that's the running scenario, you know, it, it, it is. We run from the only thing that can help us. Right. Rich, that's a powerful analogy. I got to tell you, uh, as a pastor, Christian Fellowship Church here in Ashburn, that's going to show up in illustration sometime in the sermon really, really <laughs> soon. I'm going to have to give you some give you some credit and props for that. Uh, that was good. Uh, so, all right. So let's fast forward a little bit. Um, you have been, uh, by the help and the grace of Jesus in your life, been able to move into recovery, but eventually recovery moves into this place where God says, okay, I want you to now not just be someone in recovery, but I want to use you to help others. How did that happen? How did your ministry begin? I was eating breakfast one morning. Probably we were maybe four years clean and sober, maybe five. And Susan walked around the corner and said, I want to start a ministry. I said, what do you mean? And she says, all we're going to do is tell our story. That's how it started. So we started going around churches and going anywhere that would have us. And we would tell our story. Uh, and we, be, we became, you know, involved in 12 step programs and all kinds of stuff schools. and schools. And we just, and we, 
I, I authored a book. It's very simple, seven steps to freedom book. We, we developed a website and it's been a long, slow growth of the ministry. And in about, in, I think it was 2010, I think it was 2010 or 2011, Ann Meyer called and, or no, actually I had, I, I take that back. We had done some radio programs with a different ministry and I started to, uh, to learn a little bit about, uh, about radio. And I told Susan, I said, I, I think we, we could do a radio program. I was scared to death. And, uh, and so one day I was out on a job and I just called, uh, I called the uh, station manager and, at, uh, at Salem and, and uh, I said, I want to, I want to do a, a radio program. And she said, well, come on in. And uh, we'll see, you know, and she kind of filled me out. I told my story and, you know, okay, it was a little bit weird, uncomfortable. And when I got there, she had a contract ready. And she says, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm doing this. And she slid it over the thing and we signed a contract. And And she was very sweet because she said, now, if you don't have the money, you just let me know, you know, if you, you know, we, we can do this as 30 days if you don't have the money to pay for it. And, and um, by the grace of God, you know, the, it comes in and we're mm-hmm. able to, to be able to share our story on a bigger platform. Yeah. People need to uh, need to know. They need to know. Yeah. They don't have to be afraid of God. Right. God, God doesn't hate you. He hates sin. Right. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, like I'm going to amen that really doctor. loud and strong right now for you. Yeah doctor doesn't hate the cancer patient he hates the cancer mm-hmm. and so we're infect we're infected with fear and selfishness that's what we're infected with and it causes us to lash out or to try to numb the pain or whatever it is we do to protect ourselves because we're af- we're afraid yeah and uh, you know it's, and that's the- it's so sad that's an amazing starting story just again the reminder that when god calls he provides When God lays something on our hearts to do to step out. Now, you can go to Just As I Am Ministries, justasiamministries.com. And there you can find all kinds of resources. I'm assuming the book that you mentioned is there and other things in there. What sort of other resources might we find there or that you offer that maybe aren't even there? Well, we've been on the air for 10 years. So there is 10 years worth of radio programs on our on our website, there's mm-hmm. also a book that I co-authored with a Christian psychiatrist called uh, Could It Be This Simple? The Way Out of Your Prison. And basically, we had uh, I had taken a book that he'd already written and I was doing I was going through that book at Folsom Prison with the women in the women's facility. And I just thought, I've got to make a workbook out of this because it deals with that infection of fear and selfishness. It deals with uh, life situations and making good choices and evaluating facts and understanding that 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 we don't have to run from God that godly principles are the new way to live and so yeah. that book is also on the website we have a little prayer journal and all the resources are for free the shipping is free um we 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 just want to give this message out and get it out as far and as complete as we possibly can, so people can go and get it for free. They can get healed up. Yeah, you know? that's right. And so since you let me just interject one more time, real quick here, because um, Susan just said something she didn't even know how powerful it was, and probably they don't 
neither one of you realize how powerful it is, but you're, you know, you said you want to get this message out as far and as wide as possible, right? And here you are after that very small (laughs) beginning and what God has done with that mustard seed. And now you're across the country, you're across the U.S. and Canada and down into parts of Mexico. And you guys are sharing that story far and wide. So Mm -hmm. praise God for that. Yeah, yes. praise the Lord for that. Yes. Yeah, it's funny, Dennis. We've been doing this together so long ago. I was going to refer to you just with what I was starting to say by telling that story. So maybe we're getting to the point where we can read each other's minds, which is a scary thought for another time. <laughs> but, right. but Rich you know, said, Rich talked about how simple things are. That's that's just me, dude. I'm really yeah. <laughs> well. One of the things we love to do as we near the end of our time together with our guests is we ask our guests many times to speak to that person who's in need of hope whether it's, it's someone right now who has a relative or a friend, or maybe, right, there's someone who's in the midst of it. Maybe they're not, you know, in, in a one-room place with a dirt floor, but maybe they're a functioning addict from the standpoint a lot of people wouldn't know, and they're just looking for hope, and someone's handing them something. What sort of hope would you give them in this moment? Um, you know, as, as Susan and I have both progressed through our healing process, we begin to I want to say, read the Bible through a new lens. And we start to understand that the Bible is not about David's and Solomon's and Paul's who did despicable things, but it's about a God who can take men like that. Mm. And, and, and actually, you know, David wrote Psalm 51 after he had committed adultery and murder of man and God still put it in Holy scripture. You know, and Paul says, I thought only, uh, holy men of old wrote in scripture. So God considers David after those despicable acts, a holy man of old. And so it, it, when you start to read the Bible, what kind of a God is going to treat us like we never sinned? And he's going to accept us because that Bible is chock full of Paul's who drug women and children out of out of houses to, 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 you know, to either throw them to the lions or put them in jail mm-hmm. or whatever. And, and I think too, is that if we can have that new lens about who God is, God is the great physician and we're people who we're sick and he knows everything you've ever done. There's nothing that we can ever hide from God because God sees everything. And he's just desiring like the, the prodigal son to come to me and I will heal you completely. Well, Rich and Susan, personally, thank you for allowing God into your life to continue to write your story in the way that he wants to write it. And thank you then for coming on today and sharing your story about the power of Jesus to change and to bring us hope and to bring us the life and life abundantly that he promised in John chapter 10. Dennis, again, just another one of those stories that are just so powerful. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Guys, um, Gosh, what can I say? Brian's right. I mean, it takes words right away from me. And, um, and just I just want to praise God for what you guys do and, and for your friendship with me now and for your new friendship. And, and I'm very grateful for that. Folks, um, these folks are really helping by the grace of an amazing God, just as I am, just as I am ministries.com. That's just as I am ministries.com. Hey, you can also go on goodnewsforthecity.com, listen to this again, get the information. Um, There are books, there are resources, there are all kinds of testimonials. You can also call me at the radio station, 703-807-2266. 
um, and I will get you in touch with them if that's what you need to do. Uh, but thank you so much. Hey, Rich and Susan, God bless you both. Thank you for being with us, folks. We'll see you again next week. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.